Good morning. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, I haven't, uh, I usually don't get to celebrate Halloween lately because I'm always, I'm either working that morning or the next morning or being overnight. I'm either working overnight. So hopefully I'll get to do a little trick-or-treating with the kids. And this year, for the first time this year, for the first time in a while, I'm going to get the dress up. Usually I got a Halloween shirt or something like that. But this year I get to be Bruno. My girls who are going to be uh, Maribel and uh, her sister from Encanto. So that's pretty cool. Dad cool anyway. So I get to do my Bruno thing. I've always felt a little, I don't know. I is it cultural appreci- uh, appropriation appreciate appropriation if uh, I'm dressing up as Bruno that's the thought that comes to mind I don't think so because it's not like I'm dressing in brown face and going oh look up Bruno or my hair's made up like that no it's gonna be me just having to be dressed up like Bruno from the movie nothing else, you know, and I don't think that's appropriation, wearing your costume in brown, brown face or black face could be considered racist for one thing and appropriation for sure, I mean, I've seen kids want to be Black Panther, but you don't see them dressed up in black face as Black Panther, Jesus Christ, hope I didn't know open the doorway but uh Halloween's always been kind of funny you do have some people and there will be somebody who is going to go brown face and go oh I'm always tan you know and do something that's not appropriate for a character oh I'm Cardi B or I'm Jada you know something like that I would love just to see Halloween costumes that adults wear that uh you know, are fun and cool. You can be art the sexy Arctic clown, you know. You don't have to be racist Marjorie Taylor Green in a outfit. Or I'm Jada Pinkett, but I'm Marjorie Taylor Green. You know that kind of thing. You don't have to be that way. So I hope everybody gets to celebrate Halloween, but not like the way they they were probably raised by grandparents who didn't know any better. I got to see episode 3 of Loki and I liked episode 3 of Loki speaking of racism and I knew they weren't going to go hard in that form because Mr. Timely his character is in the 1800's and he is putting on a show selling his inventions and It was kind of interesting because the hardest that they got, the uh, he ends up kind of screwing those white people over that were uh, the customers over, you know, with his inventions and whatnot. And the hardest they got was calling him a boy. They called him boy and they kept saying that man, that man took off with my money. And I'm sitting there 
thinking, thinking the other thing that they could be saying. And then later on, I listened to the Midnight Boys, and they they nailed it right on the head, and I couldn't stop laughing. It was a funny shit. Now the whole thing with Miss Minutes, and that theory about Miss Minutes that they had was was kind of spot on. I wouldn't be surprised if Ravana is actually Miss Minutes, but in her digital form all this time, which would make sense because she had all the secrets she knew about. He he remains, but not he remains, but she knew she knew to the extent and knew a lot of that. So there's that, and they kind of wonder on that point of it all but it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out that way the interesting question that they brought up and I'm asking that interesting question on the podcast as well has Loki learned about racism in the country in the world I'd be fascinated how he would feel about the racism He's gone. He's been a villain. He's seen uh, tyranny and bringing people down, if you will. But on the level of uh, that kind of thing, would he? Would he? I mean, how would his understanding would be? I mean, or Mobius teaching about racism, or how he would feel about it? I like the episode. And the Midnight Boys had their had their issues with the episode. Van liked it, you know, and there was there was reasons. They had some good reasons why they didn't feel that way about the episode. I actually liked the episode. Apparently episode four turned everybody against the show. And I'm like, fuck, what would they possibly do? You know? Uh, have Jonathan Majors take over the show completely? Or kill his timely character off of something. But even his timely character is kind of weird. I liked his timely character. I think it was fitting. Considering the fact that he. Uh, is. Uh, all hard and murderous. As Kang. So. Him being timely and being meek. I felt, I felt that was right. It was kind of. It was the oddball behavior. Of his, of his character. That is was made. Made the show for me. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he meets Casey and Oberis character. That's going to be interesting. Meet the man who created the TVA time uh, guide, basically. Are we going to find out a secret that about Oberis that we didn't want to know? Because there were certain things in there in the book that hadn't been invented yet by Kang or Oberis and you're wondering hmm there's gotta be a twist in it and maybe that twist is gonna be the episode that turns everybody off I like Sylvie's role in this I thought it was I didn't think there was anything wrong with it calling her basically she wasn't a killjoy in the episode she had her reasons for doing it and she had her reasons for uh not killing off Mr. Timely. 
I really have loved this show. Every season it gets better to me. And I want to see more Loki. I hope we get to see at least four seasons before they get to Secret Wars. I like that idea. And the rebooting that they're talking about doing, I like that as well. Because I've heard Marvel's plan on rebooting some characters. And I think that fits because... We can't see old Captain America, you know, who doesn't age, actually looking his age more so. That would be, I don't know, it wouldn't make sense, but I like to see what they're doing. I'm curious about it. So it was a great episode to me. Hopefully uh, this morning I'm going to get to watch Cobweb. I've been waiting for this movie. This one and Talk to Me have been my two most anticipated movies I can't wait to see. Just like Evil Dead Rise. And I fell in love with Evil Dead Rise. I don't know how I feel about Cobweb. I heard about it. I heard, kind of know what happens in it. But it's one thing to see it. And then one thing to hear about it. So I'm uh, hoping to be entertained. With the, the movie. Other than that, it's Friday, y'all, and I hope that everyone's having a great Friday morning, getting their coffee in as they head to work, or just enjoying the day. Me, myself, it was a better night than last night. Last night was long and tiring. I got home, and all I wanted to do was eat and sleep, and then boom, I woke up and got to see Loki, and then off to work. So that was my day. I'd rather get the chance to uh, enjoy breakfast, you know, with my kid and my four-year-old while my nine-year-old's off to school. And hear her talk about things, you know. Talk about her imaginary friends and her little tigers and stuff like that. Dad stuff. But uh, other than that, I, it's a, I'm feeling great. I haven't had moments of depression really, and or I've had moments of anxiousness where I'm kind of like anxious about some shit. I don't know why, but I'm just anxious. Maybe the story that I'm hearing about everything going on with uh, Israel and. Hamas has got me all kind of like, and the Palestinians, I mean, and Hamas have got me all kind of like, ah. And then hearing about how the U.S. is kind of basically okaying standing by Israel. And you can, you can feel for Israel and you can also feel for Palestine, in my opinion. Empathy shouldn't have a uh, cherry pick to it. You're seeing shit's wrong. And if shit's wrong, it should be questioned. But don't get it twisted. I'm a liberal. I'm going to vote liberal. I've been saying some shit online that this could really make or break everything. As far as 
where we are as a country. And I think it will. We're getting way too comfortable and getting into the mode, into mood basically of how we were in 9-11, post 9-11. There's going to be probably a new Toby Keith song that he can rhyme with Israel or some shit. But if it turns out the Gaza situation in five years or six years was really what it was about, I didn't know I woke up to all that shit. So I was reacting to a lot of shit. I hate reacting to a lot of shit. It's not true. But it's war. So do we know what really is true? Like I said, that's why I kind of stepped out. But when it comes to certain things, when you see MSNBC becoming more and more like Fox in a way, you're like, God damn. What the fuck is going on? It makes you wonder what the rest of the world is doing. 2024 election is going to be interesting for a lot of people who pretty much felt that, oh, we were in the right. Because if you can think that, if you think 2024 is going to be easy win at this moment, I got news for you. There's going to be some serious heartbreak and wonder when it's all over but this is the I'm doing a podcast y'all Kana's MCU group counselor and uh, I'm out